Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Monday, August 17th, 2020. We'll take a look back at the Nationals' last two games of the weekend, a loss on Saturday and a win on Sunday, which gave them a two-games-to-one series win over the Orioles. We'll also take a look ahead at the Nationals and Braves series that is coming up Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 3-2 to Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki! See you later! The Nats have won it! Seven runs in the bottom of the ninth! This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back. It's a grand slam! Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts in Los Angeles. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! The celebration is on! The Washington Nationals are the world champions! You are listening to the Locked On Nationals Podcast, your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning, undisputed World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. All right, here we go, Locked On Nationals Podcast. Big weekend for the Washington Nationals. Um, I had a podcast the other day. I did it on Saturday morning just because so much happened in the Washington-Baltimore game on Friday night. Uh, the two games, you know, the Stalin Castro injury, and then you also had the Steven Strasburg injury. So I thought it was important to get a podcast in on Saturday morning. Check that one out for all the Strasburg news, the Castro news, the call-up of Luis Garcia, and more. Um, on this one, we're going to focus on the two weekend games. On Saturday, it was the Nationals falling to the Orioles by a score of 7-3. to Asher Wojciechowski got the win. Patrick Corbin had the loss. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this game, not because it was a Nationals loss. And we've spent, you know, on this podcast, we do spend um, a fair amount of time on the Nationals' uh, losses. So, you know, it's not like we just talk about the wins here. But the big thing in this game, Wojciechowski was solid um, for the Orioles. Gave him five innings, gave up three runs, you know, okay. And Corbin was the big story here. Just did not have his best stuff and ended up giving giving up five runs um, throughout the first three innings, or excuse me, first four innings that he pitched. So a tough outing for him and they, you know, they, they needed to lay on the bullpen uh, a bit more, which I, I know they didn't want to do because obviously they've been playing so many games consecutively and that is beginning to wear on the bullpen a bit. So a spot that um, the Nats didn't want to be in. And also, too, it's noteworthy because you look ahead to that the game on uh, the game yesterday, and that is maybe why on Sunday they let Max Scherzer go a bit further than they should have. So I think that's important to note. From the hitting perspective, uh, the first three hitters in your lineup combined for five of your six hits. So, I mean, the, the rest of the guys did a, did a pretty bad job. Uh, Eaton... Turner and Soto, and Turner especially, who, who's been get, beginning to hit a, a decent amount. The, everybody else was was pretty poor. And in the midweek games and the, the first Orioles game, you know, the ability to move a line was key for the Nationals. Um, and yesterday it was a big key as well, too, on, on Sunday. So they did not do that on Saturday. Now let's take a look at the Sunday game, but first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked on Nationals podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for pros and do-it-yourselfers. 
RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody. They're always low. And they always offer the lowest possible price rather than charging based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, like I said, always low prices. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com all right, now we get to the Sunday game. So it was Nationals-Orioles game three of this three-game series. John Means was going up against Max Scherzer. The Nats do a good job early in this game of getting to Means. He does not make it to the first inning. The Nats are able to put up three runs. Two on, nobody out. There's Drupal Cabrera, nine for 19 right-handed. Wait back, waiting, and he jacks one to left, and it's on the ground. Trey Turner coming around. He'll score easily. And just like that, maybe Martinez revamped lineup puts a run on the board. Soto to third and Cabrera to second. The bases are loaded. Big spot for Carter Keboom. And they're both been busy already with right-hander Jorge Lopez. Now it's three and two. Keboom hits one hard to left. And it is caught by Smith. Tagging and scoring. One Soto. Nets lead two nothing. Imagine the young man's got tons on his mind right now. It's already a good inning. Looking for the two out knock to make it a great inning. And how about that? Coming around third, Cabrera as Drupal pumping his way home. Throw way offline. That's the second time in this series Dwight Smith's throw from left field went closer to the mound than it did home plate. And it's 3-0. Well, that's going to do it for John Means. 27-year-old right-hander Jorge Lopez. Bounce to the left side. Palaka finally ends the inning, but the Nats get three. It's funny, you'll notice that on these highlights, Masson did not pump in any crowd noise. And if you've watched the Nationals on Masson, they usually do pump in crowd noise. And I guess in Baltimore, they're just not doing that. Um, so obviously it's not a Masson thing, it is, it is an Orioles thing. In my opinion, it does enhance the broadcast. I do like having just the ambient noise of a baseball game, you know, kind of just the fans mingling in the background. I'm a fan of that. Um, it was nice at times to hear the dugouts, but I think in sports like, and I mentioned this actually in a conversation with Dylan Short a while ago, in like sports like mixed martial arts, or like you know if you watch a UFC fight, it's kind of cool to hear the audio in the background, um, or excuse me, without the audio. You know the, the corners coaching up the fighters. You know the fighters are talking, maybe hearing some of that, hearing what the referee is saying. But in this case, it was a bit odd. But I digress. We get back to the game now. Um, so the Nats chase means in the first inning. Uh, Lopez gets out of it and gives them four pretty strong innings, only giving up two runs in a really difficult spot there. Bottom of the first. Max Scherzer does give up a home run to Anthony Santander, his first of two on the day. Well hit, way back. And that one is fair ball out of here. Anthony Santander takes Scherzer out to the flight court area with a sixth homer of the year. The Orioles are on the board. It's a 3-1 ball game, so things do settle in from a scoring standpoint uh, from this point just for a few innings, but other things do happen. Number one, I want to mention that in the bottom of the second, um, the Nationals have two people ejected. One, a player, Anibal Sanchez, gets tossed from the game for arguing strikes with Will uh, balls and strikes Will Little. That is the second Nationals pitcher to be tossed this week from the stands. 
Strasburg did earlier this week against the Mets. And then uh, Anibal Sanchez was tossed in this game as well, too. So was Kevin Long. So uh, the Nationals bench and then also their stands as well, a bit lighter. Um, something else, this was pregame and was mentioned throughout the game by F.B. Santangelo. Jesse Doherty had made a tweet uh, earlier in the day about the Nats lineup, which was Turner, Soto, Cabrera, Suzuki, Keyboom, Josh Harrison, Victor Robles, Michael A. Taylor, and Wilmer Defoe. And he had described it as a ragtag bunch. FP had clapped back at him and said, hey, nine of you know, the ten guys involved today were on a World Series winning team. I understand that. But also, too, when you've got Cabrera in your three-hole, and I got, I love Mr. Bull Cabrera, and then Kurt Suzuki in your four-hole, I mean, Jesse Doherty's got a point. And you go from that point, it's Keyboom, who's you know low on experience, Josh Harris, and look, these guys ended up doing pretty well. I mean, Keyboom, uh, you know, Keyboom ends up walking once and getting and driving in two two runs, so that was important. Josh Harrison uh, gets a hit and walks as well. Victor Robles drives in a run, but I mean, Michael A. Taylor and Wilmer Defoe, Josh Harrison, Carter Keyboom, and then Kurt Suzuki in the four hole. Jesse Doherty also has a point, so that was a bit contentious. And I know that um, I know after the game, FP Santangelo did make a note of it to say, you know, some people in the media. Uh, thought this was a poor lineup today. Look, Jesse's point is, is should, it should be well taken. Jesse is a very respected member. FP Santangelo, I believe, quote tweeted that um, that tweet from from Jesse and said, you know, Washington Post, this is a shame, or you should have this taken down. Like, say that. It, it's not that big of a deal. I, I mean, I think I think Jesse's point is well taken. I think FP's point of saying, hey, they're champions, is well taken. There can be reasonable people on both sides of this calling it a ragtag bunch. I wouldn't go that far, but saying the back end is a bit ragtag and pieced together, that's fair. By the same token, they are all World Series champions, and, or many of them, excuse me, are World Series champions, and also, this is a weird season. So, you know, both you two, please, calm down. Let's, let's all be friends here in the media. No need to, uh, no need to be at each, other's, uh, at each other's necks. In terms of the lineup, great day for Trey Turner, awesome day for Juan Soto, who is hitting 425 with a 500 on-base percentage. The Nats were able to add to their lead in the fifth inning. Line the first. Jammed. Base hit. Dugout loves it. Two RBI day for Carter Keeboom. And the opportunistic Nats do it again. At this point, it becomes 5-1 to one Nats as we head to the sixth. This is where Scherzer runs into some problems. He gives up uh, a couple hits and then gives up a three-run bomb to Pedro Severino, making it a 5-4 to four game. Still some time left in this ball game, and Scherzer's not far from coming out of this one. Oh, that's Rip. Way back. Is it fair? Is it foul? It's a fair ball and a three-run shot from Pedro Severino, and the Orioles are right back in this game at 5-4. to four. Boom time. Lean on one, big fella. Boy, did he get all of that one. I was a bit surprised that this was not the end of Max Scherzer's day, but they left him in the game, and I thought in the seventh inning, as his pitch count is in the hundreds, um, it was going to cost them, and it did. Anthony Santander made the Nats pay once again. Oh, that's well hit. Anthony Santander has done it again, and we are tied. So Scherzer does give up the three home runs. Um, He makes it through seven innings and strikes out ten. The walks were down, which was good, so that fastball control was there. 111 pitches, 10 strikeouts, 5 earned runs, and, you know, I thought he shouldn't have been out there for the 7th, but with, uh, in consideration of, you know, what the bullpen is going through right now and, you know, how much they've been pitching, the injuries that they suffered, I understand leaving Max Scherzer out there. I didn't love it, 
But if there's a guy you're going to leave out there to compete and pitch, and if he says he's good to go, you can leave him out there. That's what brings us to the eighth inning, where the Nationals get a bit lucky with a Rio Ruiz error and uh, take advantage. Breaking ball away. Rolled over to Ruiz. And the ball gets away. Short arm throw. Soto scores. And Max Scherzer again becomes the pitcher of record. All right. What an unforced error by the Orioles. Nationals make it 6-5 there, and they would uh, not relinquish that lead. Tanner Rainey, who has become the excellent setup man for the Nationals, comes into the game, gets three strikeouts. That ERA is below one. He has been excellent so far this year. Daniel Hudson, pair of strikeouts in the ninth. He shuts the door. The Nationals get the win. 6-5, go to 8-11, 6-3 on the road. The Orioles at 12-9 at this point. Really good win for the Nationals. Scherzer picks up the win. It gets to 2-1 on the season for him. This is the first series win of the season. I mean, I know you could look at it like it's not because that Friday game was a continuation, but that was last week's series. And the Nats, you know, they were swept. The Orioles have won four of the six games in this season series so far, but I thought it was a good job of the Nationals coming back today, coming back, excuse me, this weekend, getting two of three and getting this series win, generating some momentum as they head into uh, part of their, their schedule where they're going to see a couple more difficult teams. The Phillies have played well, and they're after the Braves who are coming up next. So, you know, the Nats right now are sitting at 8-11. Um, and 11. That is third place, excuse me, fourth place in the division right now. One game uh, behind the Phillies and three games behind the Marlins and the Braves who are tied. Once again, no word on how they're going to make up these games. So it's important for the Nationals right now that they focus on just controlling what they can control. And that is this series coming up with the Braves, which we'll preview in one second. All right, time for a quick preview of this week's Atlanta Braves-Washington Nationals series. It is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday schedule here. No scheduling shenanigans at the time, knock on wood. Your probable starters are Sanchez versus Toussaint, Voth versus Tomlin, Fetty versus Wright. So you're not going to get any of the Nationals' two remaining big guns in Corbin and Scherzer in this series. So dodging a bullet here uh, are the Braves. Important games on the road. The Nationals have done well on the road so far this season. They had that split against the Mets. They had those two wins against the Braves, and they had those two or excuse me, two wins against Baltimore, and those technically two road wins at Nats Park against the Blue Jays. So they look to keep that quality road play going, and uh, we'll see what the Braves had. Obviously, some injuries with the pitching staff, uh, Tuki Toussaint, and an interesting prospect as well. None of the Braves' big guns out there in Toussaint, Tomlin, and Wright. We'll see what Voth and Fetty have. And I think the big question's got to be about Anibal Sanchez. It was nice to see that fire from him in the stands yesterday. Hopefully he can bring it to the field. Um, and teams have teed off on him so far this year. So that's a big opportunity. And I think it's important for the Nationals to start this series and get a win so they can you know, try to negotiate uh, a Fetty Voth start where if they can get a win out of one of those, they'll really take that. And it would be a huge series win before they have five games in four days with the Marlins. So they have a Friday, doubleheader on Saturday, uh, Sunday, and then Monday, games coming up with the Braves before they have three games with the Phillies. So the top three teams in the division all coming up for the Nationals. All right, that will do it for us today. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, at LO Nationals. Follow me, at Josh Neighbors. 
And make sure you check out the Locked On MLB podcast as well as the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. All of these things are part of the Locked On Podcast Network.